0: That it's the season to kill giants. I thought y'all would be excited about that. (laughs) It is the season to kill giants. Coming off of this 21 day fast. God has given some of us boldness to kill giants. I'm reminded of David. David the original giant killer but I thought about something uh, God reminded me of something he said after David killed Goliath it gave others faith to kill giants I believe um, in the first chronicles chapter 20 not going to turn there but couple of guys in that the men of David one of them was David's nephew I believe his name was Jonathan after David killed Goliath he gave Jonathan courage to kill a giant giant killing became popular and I believe that uh In this season, as our pastor has gone before us in the spirit and showed us how to war in the spirit, those nights of prayer on the the telephone, those awesome nights of prayer, and you could see the power of God flowing from her in those prayer prayer time. And I believe as she has uh, given us an example of how to kill giants, we too are going to kill giants in this season. This is uh, an unusual season in terms of God's people. Experiencing the things that he wants them to experience. There will be manifestations. There will be next level living. There will be flowing in the spirit, even as the early church did in the book of Acts. We're going to experience all that in our generation. I really believe that as we go forward. So have an expectation of it. That's where it begins. It begins with an expectation of manifestations of power, of manifestations of the Spirit of God. Amen? And so tonight we begin, I really believe, a season of divine manifestations in our lives by the power of, Of the mighty Holy Ghost. Father God, we approach your divine throne tonight. A people hungry for you. Hungry, Lord God, for more of your Holy Ghost. Hunger, Lord God, for more of your power manifested in our lives. As we approach your throne, we ask. That the mighty Holy Spirit move in our midst tonight. That we would experience next level blessing because of what you're about to do in your people here at this fellowship. And Lord, we will give you all the glory, all the praise and all of the honor as you manifest your greatness through your church. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. You know, whatever God told you, you're going to experience it. Whatever God told you during that fast, whatever he spoke to your heart, you're going to experience it. You're not going to let some fallen angel talk you out of it. Some demon spirit that will speak to you and say, no, not you. Yes to the next man, but no, not to you. This is your season for taking back everything that the devil has stolen. I'm always reminded of what the Bible says, that when the thief is found, he must return sevenfold everything that he has stolen. And so too with us in this season of manifestation. We're going to experience everything that God wants us to experience. But one thing that we're going to need is spiritual endurance to do so. And that's the teaching tonight. Spiritual endurance. how to tap into the strength to cross the finish line. You got the strength, I got the strength, but we must use it and draw from the wells of salvation which God has given to us through Jesus Christ and His grace. So although God has a divine blessing for each and every one of us in this season now we're going to in order to experience it we're going to have to have spiritual endurance to do it because the enemy just not going to give up but I believe what God is going to give us tonight is going to help us push through and experience all those things that God has placed in our hearts during this 21 day fast. So I want to begin in 2nd Timothy chapter 2. 2nd Timothy chapter 2. Spiritual endurance. Paul tells Timothy, thou therefore my son, Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Paul counsels Timothy to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. To be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus is to be strong in the knowledge of what has been made available to you. That's, what, that's really what a definition of grace. To be strong in the knowledge of what has been made available to you by way of the finished work of the cross. That In chapter 1, some of the previous verses, Paul had been going through some things. He had been forsaken by some people in Asia. And it had caused him to sort of be depressed about it but one thing that he wanted Timothy to know that the same thing would probably happen to him in his journey to his destiny and that in order for Timothy to experience the things that Paul wanted him to experience has a son as a spiritual son, Timothy was going to have to be strong in knowledge, to be strong in, in an understanding of the grace of God and the things made available to the child of God to press to or to press through to destiny. So too with us, we have to If we're going to experience, and we will, if we're going to experience the things that have been made available to us by way of the finished work of the cross, we're going to have to be strong in that grace and in that knowledge with an understanding that we were never born again to be defeated. But we were born again to overcome And experience everything that God intended for us us to experience in our generation. So that's what he's telling Timothy. Be strong in that grace. That's what God is telling us tonight. Be strong in that grace. It's going to take strength to cross that finish line. Strength to experience those things that God has spoken to us in the spirit. Then he says here in verse 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me, among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So again, he's counseling Timothy and telling them the things that you have heard of me. The things that you have seen me suffer. The things that you have seen me overcome. Follow my example. That's what he's saying. And pass that information on to others. Vitally important, Paul says, if Timothy is going to experience the things that God wants him to experience, he's going to have to press through, press in. Then he says here in verse 3, Thou therefore, because verse 2 is true, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Endure hardness. Exercise spiritual endurance. Exercise it because it's been placed on the inside of your reborn spirit. Outlast the devil. God has equipped us to go through adversity and come out qualified to experience more of our inheritance. I'll say that again. God has equipped us by way of the mighty Holy Ghost to go through adversity and come out qualified to experience more of the inheritance. Don't you let the devil talk you out of it. Don't you let unbelieving Christians talk you out of it. Don't you let circumstances talk you out of it. God is on your side. Just one thing doing this 21 day fast that, that we have understood. And that is that we can decree a thing. Call it in the place. Call it in the being. We're no longer climbing mountains. We're speaking to mountains and commanding them to be cast into the sea. Hallelujah. This is the power that God is bestowing upon his church in this season. There's no more weak Christians anymore in this church. We're strong in the grace of God. We will be strong in the grace of God. And refuse to be refused. Hallelujah. Then he says, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who had chosen him to be what? A soldier. I love it. A soldier. One who is equipped for battle, one who is well qualified for battle, one who has, through the trials and difficulties of the Christian life, has grown into a strong soldier in the Lord. The years that you have experienced with God, difficulties and the tests and the trials that you have come out of, God has used those things to qualify you for this season. But he's letting us know tonight that in order for us to experience that which God has ordained, this spiritual endurance now, we're going to have to put it into action. We're going to have to draw from him and have a total dependency on him in this season. That's what grace really is, though. It's a total dependency on God that will allow us to experience the things that God wants us to experience. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker. Of the fruits. So, if we're going to experience these things and teach others also, we're going to have to first be partakers of the challenges and the trials and the difficulties. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Paul says here in verse 6, For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. For I will say the truth But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations that was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me. Lest I should be exalted above measure Then he says, for this thing I besought the Lord three times or thrice, that it might depart from me. So Paul, the Bible says, was experiencing satanic attack against him. Because of the revelations that he had received from God. And those revelations were meant to propel him to the next level of living. The next level of glory. But Paul, being a man, wanted natural relief from this buffeting, from this spiritual attack. And the Bible says he said to God three times that this thing would depart from me. But God's response to him was, my grace is sufficient for you. God's grace gives us access. Listen to me now. God's grace gives us access to the endurance that is in our covenant package. Whenever we're up against it, whenever... The, the, the winds of adversity are coming against us in the strongest way. We can be sure that there's grace available to overcome it. We can be sure that great, God will give us grace to go through this thing and to come out of that thing on the other side with a blessing. That is our inheritance. That's what Paul is trying to get over to Timothy, that even though we are going through these difficulties, even though we're going through these trials, God's grace is sufficient. There's another level of grace available to Paul that Paul didn't even know about. Paul Paul knew about grace, but God was telling him, my grace is sufficient for you in this thing. And that's what God is telling us tonight as we go forward and we are going forward again. Do not be fooled when after you come out of this fast you face opposition. Don't be surprised about it. Understand that this is how it, how it works. When you come out of that, into that which God wants you to experience, the enemy will be there. But understand that there is grace made available to give you a spiritual endurance to walk through it and overcome it. But you must, and I must learn to tap into that endurance, which is all all made available by grace. So that's part of our covenant package to be strengthened by grace. So God says my strength is made perfect in weakness. God says "My his strength is made perfect in our dependency upon him. We are designed by God... And this is very important. We are designed by God to lean hard on God. Somebody needs to hear that. We are designed by God to have a total dependency upon Him. None of us can experience what God wants to, us to experience in our own strength. And the endurance that it's going to take for you to go and me to go to that next level, the strength that it's going to take to do that, I'm going to have to depend on the power of the Holy Ghost. That scripture that says not by might nor by power but by His Spirit will no longer be a cliché. But it will be in our spirits, in our souls, And it will cause us to experience what God wants us to experience because we truly understand it. That it's not by my might, nor by my power, but it is by the spirit of the living Jesus. And as I lean hard upon him, I begin to experience what God wants me to experience, even though I may be going through hell on earth. I'm preaching good. Verse 10, well, verse 9 again. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, (laughs) in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions. In distress is for Christ's sake, for when I'm weak, then am I strong. When I'm dependent upon God, the more I'm dependent upon God, the more I lean on God, the more God's strength is made available to me. That spiritual endurance that I need in times of pressure, when nothing is going right, when I arrive back home and zig has been burned to the ground, how do I respond at that time? When everybody else is ready to stone me, all the people that used to cheer me on, they're ready to stone me and ready to turn their back on me. How do I respond? Do, do I reach within or do I reach without? Do I pull and drink from the rivers of living water that God says is mine by covenant right? Or do I begin to live like a mere man and begin to have a pity party for myself? The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Then the next season, the very next season, He became king of Israel after he exercised spiritual endurance for 13 years. I'm not saying it's going to take you 13 years. I'm not saying it's going to take me 13 years. But in David's case, it was 13 years of going through difficulty, testing, and trials. So Paul says again, for when I'm weak, when I'm totally dependent upon God, then and only then am I strong. When when, when I understand that it's in his presence and in his throne room. That I gain strength. When I understand that that is my only salvation. That he is my only salvation. That is when God begins to bestow upon me the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Cannot be a Roy Harris show. It must be a Holy Ghost show. And allow the power of the Holy Ghost to propel you into into that victory, into your inheritance, into the thing that God created you to experience in your generation. But it's going to take, again, a spiritual endurance. A refusal to be refused. A violent faith. That has made up its mind that if don't nobody else get it, I'm going to get it. That if nobody else is going to experience the glory of God, I'm going to be the one who experiences. This is what is necessary. This is the next step out of the 21 day fast. Everything that you have gained, Hallelujah. God says, now, I'm giving you the grace to carry it. Everything that you have, the light that has been shown you, God says, now, I'm giving you the grace and the spiritual power and the spiritual integrity to carry it to the next level. I'm preaching to somebody tonight. Cause the devil has been lying to somebody and telling them that that fast didn't do you any good. The devil is a liar. You're coming into that which God has ordained. You didn't go through all this hell all these years for nothing. You're about to enter in to that which God has promised. And no devil in hell can stop you if you'll lean hard on God and be dependent only upon God. David was an example of a man who had spiritual endurance. And I want to talk about him a little bit tonight. I want to go to 1 Samuel chapter 16. Bible says in verse one of chapter 16, and the Lord said unto Samuel, how long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go and I will send thee to Jesse, the Bethlehemite. For I have proven me a king among his sons. How many of y'all you know he's talking about David? He says, I've proven me a king among his sons. Let's jump down to verse 13. And Samuel took the oil, the horn of oil, and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. David is anointed but it takes more than the anointing being that Saul was anointed also remember Saul the first king he was anointed too but he failed. we must go through the fire of adversity to gain spiritual endurance somebody say I ain't come to hear that Jesus said, You'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Uh, no prize worth experiencing comes cheaply. David was different from Saul. Saul was anointed king, and yet his kingdom did not last very long at all in terms of what God wanted to do through him. Had Saul been obedient to God, we probably never would have even heard about David. But because Saul was disobedient to God and refused to act on the word of God, Saul missed out. But with David, God said, I'm going to take him a different route. I'm going to place the anointing upon him. But it's going to take 13 years before he actually takes the throne. I'm going to place within David something that no one can take from him. And that is a spiritual endurance. I'm going to cause him to be a champion. And his kingdom will last forever. In order for David to get where God wanted him to be though... Again, he had to go through 13 years of difficulty and testing. I want to go to verse 46. Chapter 17. This day will the Lord deliver you into my hand. Talking to Goliath. And I will smite thee, and I'm going to take your head from you, and I'm going to give your carcasses to the host of the Philistines this day and to the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, what that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's. And he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David that David hastened and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead that, it sunk, that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. That there was no sword in the hand, but there was no sword in the hand of David. That was a mountaintop experience. Now you would think that that was it. That that was his crowning moment. That immediately after that. He would take the throne. How many of you know God does not operate on our timetable? He does things differently. Let's go to chapter 18. Look at verse 29. And Saul was yet the more afraid of David. And Saul came, became David's enemy continuously. <laughs> now, he's anointed. He has God's backing. But yet, the king becomes his enemy. There's no favor with this king. There is a, or could be in David's thinking, a contradiction. God has placed his anointing upon me, and yet I experienced a mountaintop experience by killing Goliath. And yet now, the king, the president of Israel, is against me. How many of y'all know sometimes that's how it works? Don't be surprised when God takes you to the left instead of the right. Just trust him. Chapter 19, verse 1. And Saul spake to Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants, that they should what? Kill David. (laughs) So now, there is an attempt now to plan David's death. Again, this don't sound like the direction you would think that God would take him, but he takes him this direction because he's trying to build something in David. Let's look at verse 9. And the evil spirit from the Lord was upon Saul, and he, he sat in his house with his javelin in his hand, and David played with his hand. And Saul sought to smite David even to the wall with the javelin, but he slipped away out of Saul's presence and he smote the javelin unto the wall, and David fled and escaped that night. And Saul sent messengers unto David's house to watch him and to slay him and kill him. He wants to kill him in the morning. And Michael David's wife told him, saying, If thou save, save not thy life tonight, tomorrow thou shalt be slain. That doesn't sound good. So Michael let David down through a window, and he went and fled and escaped. All of this adversity after the anointing comes upon him. What should we learn from that? That once we come out of the 21-day fast, don't be surprised if the enemy comes against you with everything that he has. Understand that what God is allowing is for you to gain and me to gain a spiritual dependency upon God. And a spiritual endurance that will cause us to carry what God has placed on the inside of us. And I'm not saying it's going to take you 13 years. That's not my point tonight. I'm saying that this is a vital time for you and I to grasp the realities of what God is doing. To see and understand that God is strengthening us with power to carry this anointing that he's placed upon you. Don't be surprised. At anything that happens. Understand that we are those who walk by faith and not by sight. Let's go to chapter 23. Thank you, Lord. Then David and his men which were about 600, arose and departed to Keilah and went whithersoever they could go. And it was told Saul that David was escaped from Keilah and he forbade to go forth. And David abode in in the wilderness and in strongholds and remained in a mountain in the wilderness of zip and Saul sought him every day but God delivered him not into his hand the wilderness is not the palace is it (laughs) you and I must be willing to endure the wilderness you and I (laughs) said this is not good news pastor you and I must be willing to endure the wilderness if we're going to experience what God has for us. This is the season for manifestation, but again, coming straight out of the fast, don't be surprised if you go through a couple of days of battle, and intense spiritual battle. In your mind, even in your body, even in your finances. But you must understand what you learned during that fast. That you have been given the authority to speak to your body. You have been given authority to speak to your mind. You have been given authority to speak to your, your finances and your bank account. At that moment of confrontation, use what God taught you during the fast. Exercise this spiritual power that we have understood that is ours. When the battle rages, don't run the other direction. Go forward in spite of what you see. Go forward in spite of what you feel. Go forward in spite of what your adversaries are saying. This is the way to that place where God wants you to go. So again, the wilderness is not the palace. And in order for David to experience what God wants him to, he has to go through this type of training. Let's look at verse 20, chapter 21, verse 2, and I'll close there today. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of Israel and went to seek David. And his men upon the rocks of the wild goats. But don't, when you read that, just don't fly fly by that. Understand what that's saying. The king has 3,000 chosen men, special forces. The elite of Israel's military. Looking to kill David. This is serious. This is a hard place. This is where spiritual endurance is manifested or it's created. When it doesn't look like there's no way that this man can be king at this point. In the natural, it it does not look like this is possible. 3,000 men are looking to kill you. Hunting you down. You are fugitive. And yet that anointing is resting upon you. At that moment, David could have quit and gave it up. But what God had given to him was a spiritual fortitude to keep going. I'm reminded in Psalms 27, David said, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I want you to stand to your feet tonight. Everything that God has placed on the inside of us these 21 days as we have sought him, all the anointings, all of the power that he has revealed to us that is ours it's at that point of confrontation that God wants us to know that that power is available when that pain hits your body speak to it When you get that unexpected letter in the mail that's talking about your finances in a negative light, speak to it. When your children, who you been believing God for, begin to seem like they're going the other direction, the seed of the righteous shall be delivered, must be your confession. God is reminding us tonight that in order for us to experience what he wants for us to do, this spiritual endurance must be our portion going forward. Because greatness and blessing is our portion. Just like it was David's after he went through the test. And again, our test will not be 13 years. But the same spirits that came against David are still around. To challenge us, and God is reminding us tonight, do not fear. Walk in faith and experience my blessing. Father, we thank you tonight for this reminder of your greatness and your faithfulness. And you have given us the grace to experience you as we lean hard upon you, as our dependency is only upon you. David had to depend only on you. He encouraged himself in the Lord. And so do we tonight. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen.